Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Dark Insight. This is episode 44, and it is currently uh, February the 4th, 2017. Uh, I'm your host for this episode, Josh Crow, and I am joined today by a lovely man in America, and Mr. Jeremy Gray. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah? Hello, hello. Yeah? I'm doing very well, good, Josh. Good. And um, we have a special guest today, a, a man even I haven't spoken to, so this would be new ground for both of us, <laughs> which is good, because that's, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I like doing this. It means that you get to sort of meet people that you wouldn't normally speak to, which is it's good. It's good to be sort of outgoing in that. Um, so I've been reliably informed that this man's name is called Tim. How are you doing today, sir? I am Tim, and I'm doing really good. How about you guys? Yeah, good. Very good. Thank you very much. Very good. Thanks for having me. Good. Good. We were going to have um, Trey on today, um, Bashful Trey from Twitter, but unfortunately he couldn't make it due to issues that you'll be able to hear clips of at the end of the show. I'm going to put that in sort of post <laughs> post show. And yeah, he was uh, he was forcefully turned into an android against sad. his will, and we yeah, don't have androids yeah, on this show, so yeah. Could, could, could I mean, it, it, it will make for for some fun listening at the end. So I'll be sure to sort of chuck that clip in at the end. So uh, just keep keep your ears open once the episode's finished, and uh, yeah, I'll chuck that in for you guys. Um, I guess we. Yeah, people might know uh, Tim and Trey from uh, their episodes of "Don't Give Up Skeleton" oh, that came out recently, okay. and uh, like yeah. I met, yeah, I met I met both of these guys down in Austin during a duck feed thing, and um, Tim and Trey were both at Pack South this week or last weekend. So my idea was to get some people on to go talk about all the cool stuff that they saw at Pack South. So that's the reason that Josh is like literally guesting yeah. somebody he does not know. So yeah. that's, that's all on me. <laughs> so, just to clarify, like we're not we're just randomly bringing strangers to the, to the podcast. Although we will totally bring in strangers into the podcast. I don't care. Like whoever, yeah, whoever wants to come on, come on. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is to, yeah, this is going to be like, a, I guess kind of a weird episode. This might be a little shorter since we didn't have our, our fourth guest that we were planning, but Hey, it's still an episode. Yeah, it's here every definitely. week for you, right? Yeah, that's the most important thing. Consistent content. So, um, well, I guess we should uh, move on to the usual weather report as we do. I don't know what the, uh, what the weather's been like for you <laughs> sure, two guys yeah. recently. Um, down here in Louisiana, it's actually, it was hot all week oh. and now it is cold. So like, I, I have no idea what's happening in this state. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> much ridiculous. the same in Texas. What about you, Tim? It's, what's it's it like over up in and Texas? down every day is different. So. Yeah. Well, we're mm. used to it though. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a bit like that in the UK recently. It's been a bit of a strange week where it's been rainy and sunny in the same day. I mean, it's currently blazing sunshine, but I'm sure that will turn to rain or probably even snow. No what our climate's oh, oh. like, but yeah, but hopefully the the warmer warmer weather should be coming in in the next few weeks. So, yeah, but uh, it's it's lovely at the moment, absolutely beautiful. Very so nice. Makes, yeah, makes a nice change. Um, so with that all said and done, um, I guess we should move on to the news. Of which I can see here that there is only one point, which I think um, well, it only came about yesterday, really, didn't it? The to, concerning the uh, mm-hmm. the fact that the PS4 Pro is said to um boost the frame rates on games that were not well they came up before the launch of the pro um i mean I, i've heard varying reports on this from people who say that it does make a difference and people say that it doesn't so it's going to be the kind of thing that i'm going to have to sort of test for myself and see if i can see a difference um yeah i don't know what you guys think about this mm-hmm. 
this this is interesting because Sony um when the PS4 Pro came out like notably said like this is not going to increase your previous games like but your your games will have to be patched in order to take advantage of this and they kind of frame that in a like we're doing this for backwards compatibility purposes like we want to make sure that all of your games run the same way um so now they're introducing this boost mode and um that it, it's going to be kind of weird like uh the big one the big the reason this came across my twitter feed thanks to mm-hmm. uh Peter Cleaves who um happens to work at Sony <laughs> yeah. so he i guess he would know um it's uh it's it, it boosts yeah. Bloodborne a little bit and the the video I saw yeah it was in the, some chalice dungeons and um if anybody has played the chalice dungeons like they've seen those witches that summon the uh like, so like, like I don't know what they're called the mad ones that seems right. like the yeah, weird black mm, yeah. looking creatures yeah. yeah and um they like in the first video like the, the witch summons three of them and he's like running the, the guy your main your hunter character is like running around in a circle and like it's silky smooth like right at 30 frames per second. Um, and then in this, the second part of the video, he does the same thing and it's very, very not silky smooth. Like you can definitely see some, some hitching. So, but like there's, it's also, it's limited. Like um, the guy kind of said, like it's, it's also not going to work in everything. Um, like there's just some parts of the game that are always going to, especially if you have multiple people in it go slow. So like Josh said, it's something you're going to have to like test yeah. on a case by case basis. And yeah, even though it's totally not worth running out and buying a pro for it, it still didn't stop me from going to Amazon last night. I like, knew like, you would. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would. As soon as I saw you write that, I thought, yeah, he's checking prices. I know what he's like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that. I didn't. I, I, I came close to looking at GameStop to see what I could get for my yeah, old one. Yeah. But I just, I mean, you can get a new you can get a new slim for 250 with a game like there's no way i can sell my like what is it three mm. four year old console nah. right now for more than 200 nah. bucks so i mean yeah. i always oh, said that breaks. um if i was to sell mine because mine's a launch ps4 if i was to put that on ebay or something i could only really probably get at the most about 150 quid for it i guess and that would only really because yeah. mm-hmm. be because it would come with the one terabyte hard drive that I'd put in it, because I do have a spare one, so I would still put the terabyte hard drive in it to try and boost the price up a bit. Um, but in terms of that, it's I don't know. I think that the pro is more for the people who really do appreciate and care about all that sort of stuff. But then, yeah, I I mean I am one of those people just because I mean the frame rates aren't too big an issue, but it's it's always interesting just to see it from a personal standpoint um, because when it's reported to you by the media, it's I don't know, it just doesn't really seem to hold as much stock as it would do if I was to sit there and look at it myself. Um, so, but there's the only real game that I would want this kind of improvement for would be Bloodborne. Everything else, I don't really see. Um, that would improve my experience, but Bloodborne would be nice to yeah. to just have the, mm-hmm. the slightly improved frame rate. Not that I've had too much trouble with it in terms of frame rate, but I know it's always interesting. I mean, so just to sort of I don't know, put a bit of context in it because I never played um, vanilla Dark Souls two, so my interpretation of it is all from Scala. So obviously that's running in sixty frames a second anyway. Um, so I don't really know what that would be like if I was to go back and. And actually play it vanilla so that will be a more sort of stark contrast of it but whereas this one is going to be very i don't know it just incremental really isn't the word for it it's just i mean it even doesn't even say that if you get any sort of erratic behavior from the game in question that you could just sort of turn the setting off so it seems a bit a bit off to me how the that would it would come with that kind of provisory then like, it can do it but mm-hmm. it might 
and not work. So you're thinking, well, I don't know exactly what it is they're doing within the infrastructure, but yeah, it does seem a bit odd. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not like super technical about this stuff, so I don't like. I, Cliff can can probably speak more to the, like the internals and things when he you know um, comes back from new hmm. baby. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. I mean, so the, sorry, Carol. Tim. Tim, what about you? I mean, what do you, what do you I was kind of the same boat. At first, I was like, "Can I sell my current PS4?" But I, then I was like, "Oh, I have I have PT on it. I can't get rid of it." So that's kind of my problem. Is like I can't get rid of my PT. Hmm. So that's the no, only that... way I have to play that. Yeah, no, that's that's. A well, then again, I could get reason. some more money for that. You know, for that reason, I've seen people sell PS4s online because it has PT. On it, so I don't know. Hmm. But I've seen, yeah, I've I've seen people selling just hard drives on their own that yeah, have PT yeah, stored on true. it, and they. You know they've got quite mm-hmm. a substantial amount of money for just a hard drive that it's has PT. So yeah, so the demand definitely is out there. Um, but then you think you got to sort of in that situation weigh up the pros and cons. You think, well, if I do set it, I'm likely to get more money to put towards the pro. But then if I get the pro, I'm not going to have PT. Exactly. So got, exactly. Yeah. So you, yeah. And it's interesting to know that such a small portion of a potential game is enough to increase <laughs> the value of a console that much. I mean. It it's, is yeah. crazy. It's insane it to me. Like it's just crazy. Like I played yeah. that demo and it was good. Like it was really fun and scary. But like it's not like no, one hundred and fifty dollars. No. It's just that it's, this is a small little snapshot of something that's never going to yeah. exist. You know. Yeah. What could I mean, have been it, kind of kind of thing? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's incredible to see the amount of money that people are willing to spend on something like that. I mean, I just I browsed on eBay before just for my own sort of curiosity, um, and people who have sold PS4s on there with PT installed on it have probably doubled the money for what I could sell mine for just without it on. Yeah. yeah so pe- people are willing to spend an, a real substantial amount of money just on something that isn't really a proper game, but that's just how good that is. And I think it's probably important to kind of take that knowledge and move forward with it. Not that you can really do anything with it, but you know, it's just, that's how good that small portion of a game was. Absolutely. Just, yeah. It's just insane to me. It really is. The um, th- this isn't related. This isn't directly related. But I've heard a lot of people like uh being reticent to upgrade their hard drives. Like they may still have like the 500 gigabyte drive that came with the system because mm-hmm. they have PT on it. And uh, they just announced that uh the PS4 oh, is going to wow. support external mm-hmm. storage, like the Xbox One. Nice. Yeah. So now you can uh, up to up to an eight wow. terabyte drive. <laughs> so you can buy a US, you know, USB 3.0 drive, an eight terabyte drive, and stick it in there and play that's games off that, yeah. which is pretty cool. Like that's. Yeah. That was that was a major missing Definitely. feature to that system. So I think they, you know, that 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 makes it a mm. lot easier for people to do that. I'm not actually supposed to talk about that because I got into the PS4 4.5 beta and it's like, you know, ending. Maybe <laughs> Sony. Someone's getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. But I mean, <laughs> I'm lawyered up, baby. I mean, so that that ability would probably be handy because even though I I have a two terabyte hard drive in Pro, it still isn't enough. And Cliff's been on my back before saying, why do you have that many games? You never even play any of them. It's like, it's just an addiction, man. I can't help it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I why just... I buy it. Well, there's a, there's a lot of games that I, I just want to have on hand. Like, I just like, you know, like Binding of Isaac. I just want to be able to boot that up and play it in any time. Mm. And I buy a lot of digital yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say. So, you know, like I, I have Dark Souls, Bloodborne on both digital copies so that I, I don't have to, because I'm a very lazy American <laughs> person. Very lazy. I don't want to get up and change a disc. My PS4 is almost 10 feet away from me. I don't have time to be changing discs all the time. I was going to say, that's the reason why I still buy yeah. the I've got the, the two terabyte drive. I was going to say, that's the reason why I still buy the discs, just because I still have that original 500 gigabyte. 
Mm, yeah. I, everything else, everything else, music, movies, etc., PC stuff, it's all digital. But with PS4, it's like ah, I don't want to take up more space. Mm, true. Plus, from my own personal standpoint, it was more because I've recently got a permanent position in my job. My weekly wages are now going to take quite a substantial hit from that. So my argument was, well, I've got more money to play with now. So if I just buy all the games I'm likely to play for the next, I don't know, 20 years or so, that way when my weekly wages take a hit, it doesn't really matter because I've already got so much stuff to get through that I can sort of think, well, that's fine. I haven't got enough money to buy a new game here and there anymore. So I can actually start working through some of my backlog. So it's it's quite beneficial to me to to take a hit in that. <laughs> it sounds really odd. Oh, it's, it's actually beneficial for me to be earning less money now. But <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> it does. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, just the way it is. But uh, that's not going to stop me from from buying things if, if I want them. I mean, so I'm buying Neo and I'm considering getting. I've got a pre-order in on Amazon for it, but I was considering canceling that one and getting the digital deluxe edition on PSN anyway just because although it's it's more expensive I know that they're planning to do some DLC for it which I know already I'm going to want to play so I'm thinking well if I buy the disc copy plus the season pass it's going to be virtually the same amount of money anyway so I might as well just delete that one and just go ahead and pre-order it on with the deluxe version and then I just got everything coming to me for one set price instead of having to pay separately so I, I am considering doing that. And then yeah. we've got Horizon Zero Dawn as well. And there's, there's just so much this year that's coming out that I want to play as well. So no, it's... Um, this, this yeah, quarter crazy, is so stacked, man. man. Like, I mean, like just near Automata, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. are both like instant buys. Persona mm-hmm. 5 it looks like yeah. it's going to be an instant buy for me. Like we've got the Dark Souls 3 DLC coming out. I don't care as much about Neo mm-hmm. as you do, but like that's definitely on my radar, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely rent it to check it out. Like there's so many games and I'm, and I'm still out here farming. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm doing. Yeah, I that's, that's another farming. one I've been considering picking up despite the fact it's not actually really my kind of game. It's just, I've been looking at videos of it and it does look quite good. So yeah, so I'm considering picking it up, especially because it's cheap as well. So, you know, I could do with some cheap stuff <laughs> at the moment. But um. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that that's quite a, a handy segue into the games that we've been playing. So, and I can see here that you have indeed been playing more Stardew Valley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. I don't. I don't need to take up too much time. Like, I just, I've been talking about it for the last three episodes. I think like mm. people know what that game is. It just it continually gets like more and more interesting. I keep finding new stuff in the world. Um, like for instance, I finally I finally got to the point where I can make battery packs, which like did not even know like I was going to be like have electric stuff in my, in my farm. I thought this was going to be pure farm stuff. And then um, I was kind of wandering around and I found like an area I'd never seen before. And I walked into it and like, there was a, a door panel that said like, Hey, there's a, this door panel is here, but it looks like a battery is missing. So I was like, Oh, that's weird. So I brought a battery over there and plugged in and there was a note from some guy. And it's like the second part of this puzzle is in the da 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 da. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what, is, what is this? <laughs> so uh, just again, like if you're, if you, it's not, I don't, I hate to always say compare stuff to Twin Peaks, but it's definitely got kind of a very, very light touch of that Twin Peaks That's not a bad stranger thing. in a mm. strange land. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I just, it's all, it's a real heavy hand. Like when you say Twin Peaks to people, especially that like Twin Peaks, they're like, Oh shit, really? It's not, it's not like a, there's not a log lady walking around with like talking to a log, but there's like all the characters are interesting and there's weird stuff happening in the town. So it's not just 
like turn you loose in the world like i picture minecraft being like okay you go make a square and then you can do whatever you want like there's actually mm. things to do and it's, so. it's interesting that you can make that comparison yeah. because aesthetically it doesn't look like yeah it doesn't look like nothing like reference it. i mean yeah. you take a game like uh, deadly premonition for example and you can see aesthetically the the similarities between that and twin peaks but this one completely just doesn't have that mm-hmm. that kind of look to it so for you to be able to to make that connection means that it's it must have sort of strong or like you know vague but strong themes of it in there which is, is quite interesting i have been meaning to ask mm-hmm. you about it actually for somebody who like i just said isn't really into this kind of game would you recommend it to somebody like me because i am thinking about it so i don't um I, I don't normally play these crafting games that much um like i don't like i've never been into minecraft dragon crest builders looked really really cool like i played the demo and, uh, but i just i didn't want to spend 60 dollars on it but uh i don't know like it, it's hard to mm. say josh because there's it's 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 weird because there's like four or five different um kind of activities that you can do like you can fish you can farm you can forage you can um mine in the far mine in the mines like you can mm. do all kinds of different things and the game is really, really smart about encouraging you to do kind of all of them equally. Uh, so like the, I mean, like, like there's, there's kind of a thread that draws you through all of this yeah. stuff, if that makes sense. It's like, okay, well, like you, you start seeing, like you see stuff in the future. Like um, I talked last episode about the community center and like, you have to donate items to the community center in order to get like, you know, to rebuild this and you get substantial benefits, like shortcuts through the world and stuff. But like one of the items for instance, mm. is like a sushi roll. And like, I haven't like how the fuck am I gonna make a sushi roll? Like I'm I'm growing I'm growing like garlic in my garden right now. <laughs> like how do I get to, how do I go from garlic to sushi roll? You know what I'm saying? So like it's the game is kind of like I feel like the tech tree is so weird. Um, like I built a kitchen in my house and then all of a sudden I had like all, I can see like all of these recipes and I can find all of these recipes and make all these things that give me boost to my stats in fishing or you know let me see in the dark or whatever. Like it's I don't I think that's actually one of them, but like there's just a whole lot of stuff. So it's not just like building cubes i wish i really wish there was like a like an hour demo of this thing because i think you would be able to tell in the first hour whether or not like the movement and the basic core gameplay of like getting it up every day checking on your on your farm animals watering your plants mm-hmm. if you don't have sprinklers and then deciding like mm-hmm. what do i want to do with my day do i want to go fishing do i want to go talk to the the cute redhead do i want to go talk to the goth chick mm-hmm. and play video games with her like do i want to go mm-hmm. sit at the bar and drink all day like all yeah. that stuff yeah I'm so also somebody I, I don't know, like if if it ever goes on sale for less than ten dollars, pick it up immediately. It's worth it's worth just the first couple of hours at ten dollars. I think right now it's like fifteen or twenty, maybe, um, and that might be too much for some people. But if you even have a passing interest mm. in it, I would say pick no. It up. It's just interesting because, like I was I was saying to you before we actually started recording, that my my shift pattern is really weird. Where one week I get time to actually sit down and properly put time into a game, and then my next working week i've only got say about an hour per day so i just kind of wanted the game where i'd only have an hour per day but that game time that i did have i could actually get something good out of it so i could just sort of do a couple of little odd jobs in in stardew valley in the hour of game time i do have and then go to work thinking yeah i actually enjoyed that i felt like i got something done rather than sitting down for an hour and playing doom or something and then going to work and thinking i was just getting into that and you know and then i had to actually stop playing it so it just seems to me like that kind of game where i can play a game without playing a game if that makes any sense i can put a little bit in and get a lot out yeah if you see what i mean 
Yeah, the uh, the length of time of a day, which is kind of like your basic loop in, in Stardew Valley, is 13.5 oh, okay. minutes. So, like, so 15 minutes, like, you wake up, you know, you milk your cows, you feed your chickens, you know, you, you, you go fishing for a little while, you go do some mining, like, you unlock some stuff, and, oh, like, now I can make, now I can make kegs, so tomorrow mm-hmm. I can start brewing beer. So you then you know, go to bed and come back the next day. Like you could play the game like yeah. that real easily. Yeah, uh, Tim, have I you tried this game about a year ago? Oh. Uh, when it first, I think that's when it came out about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, mm-hmm. and I, you know, all the all the press about it, and all the people talking about it. So I bought it and I played it for a little bit, and I I kind of liked it, but there was other stuff to play that was important at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I remember mm-hmm. you know enjoying it, but I think and maybe I'm misremembering, but I think I kind of got the. I usually do kind of get stressed out about that thing where. Was there like a like a certain amount of days you can play? Like you only have so many days, or is it just unlimited? Can you just play forever? I don't remember. You can just yeah. like, uh, and this could have changed because I know like the, the game was patched pretty okay. substantially between the PC and PS4 version. But um, that's that's actually one of the things I like about it is like each season is 28 days, and you know you can only grow so much stuff in a season. Uh, you can only grow okay, certain see, things mm-hmm. in seasons. Um, but like you can you can literally do that for as see, many. My thing years was as I was, I was worried though. at first, like, so, oh, am I gonna uh, am I making the right choice? Am I spending my time wisely doing this kind of farming compared to this kind of fishing? So think at the time that just the and it's I think it's a you know a plus for people who are into that thing. But for me, the, the amount of choices you have, it's kind of like, whoa, this is kind of overwhelming. Let me just go yeah. back to Bloodborne. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> well that's exactly. the like, that's the solution yeah, to every game problem is to go back to Bloodborne. Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but the the way the game is now, like there's um and that's one of the things I like about it so much is there's basically like no negative consequences. Um like I haven't like people keep talking about like, oh, you need to romance somebody so that you can have a baby and you can do this and you can do that. And I'm like, I just don't really care about that. But it's not like that option is taken away from okay. me. Like I could I could go do that at any time. Like I could like I could do that in year four if I got to year four. Like I'm not, and I'm only on year two. I probably got twenty hours mm. into the game. So like there's there's no like if you literally just spent all of your time fishing, you would increase your fishing stat to a degree where you could <clears throat> you could literally make a bunch of money on fishing. Uh, but if you also do that alongside increasing your farm, then you can use the fish with other stuff to make even higher priced items and make and to sell them for more money. So, like, like I said, the game's really smart about encouraging you to go through all disciplines, sounds, but you can literally just appealing, do whatever yeah. you want to. Like, mm, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's no negative consequences at all. Well, I take that back. A storm came through and oh. lightning blew up my maple tree, so now I can't get maple syrup anymore. I'm pretty yeah, pissed I off. Be that too, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. The other game I wanted to mention real quick is a kind of a small game that I just picked up on a whim, um, and I hadn't, I hadn't even really seen anything about it. Like, and I follow like the Sony Twitter account, and I haven't seen anything about it, which seems really weird. Although I guess I haven't really been looking at Twitter much um, lately. But it's a game called uh, Light Line. No, it's not. It's called Line Light. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it was on sale till the seventh for like eight dollars. So, um, and I'm a big fan of like these real like breezy puzzle games, and uh, it's. It's it's gonna be difficult to describe because all I want to say is like go look at the trailer and if you like the way the trailer looks like buy it like it's a spun but like you they just kind of strip down everything so your little you have a line and your your objective is to get your little dot on the line all the way to the endpoint and you know you might have you know little red enemies that you have to figure out how to blow up the mines that are on the line, or you might have like a series of elevators that you have to trigger in order to get yourself from the top to the bottom and things like that. Just really cute, really, not really cute, but like it's got a really like slick aesthetic. It's got some cool music to it. uh, And it's just like, it's one of those things that I just kind of like playing. Like it's just kind of, it's just a pure video game. Like 
There's nobody talking to me. There's, there's no quest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, just, yeah, this is such a good video game. of it. It yeah. looks pretty cool. And- yeah. Like if you like the look of the aesthetic and it's $8, like I don't, I don't think that there's well, really pop- anything wrong with it. So. Is it? All right. It's PS4. It probably is for other stuff, but that's All how right. I found it. It sounds like it should be like a mobile game or something. Um, I, this because I've done so much research for this podcast, I can answer any question about yeah. it. Yeah, I'd have no idea. Uh, I guess I could look it up real quick. It just sounds and, like and the see, kind uh, of obscure mobile game that Vader would play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it really, it really does. Yeah, it's on Steam and PS4, so it's not even. But you could probably definitely do it on a on a mobile game because all you're doing that I've seen so far is just you know up down left mm. right like there's no there's no buttons to press all of the things that you interact with so far have been just like running your little your little line over the whatever the trigger or the you know mm. the mine or whatever so yeah is that all you good. played or is there anything else yeah that's it that's all for me uh, well I'll cover my, myself now because I've only really got one game to talk about anyway um, like I said because of the shift I've been working on this week and well I suppose I could quickly delve into Resi 7 as I haven't actually spoken about mm. it on, on this show um, so yeah um, I did actually finish it it took me about four days to finish it um, it was it was really good in the end um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it from, from start to finish it's, it's a spectacular return form for the series um i think the, the first person camera just it lends itself so well to the environment that they've given you in this game um and the the sound design in particular is just spectacular that house is as much a character as the actual family that you're interacting with um and it's it's just incredible that it, it is as close to a, a texas chainsaw game as we're probably ever likely to get and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Apart from the last third or so, I'd say basically, well, there's one particular thing that happens. I shan't go into spoiler territory, but there's one particular thing that happens, and then from that point onwards, it kind of gets a bit more sort of action focused. And I I spent so long enjoying the sort of the slow paced gameplay um, that it was giving me, and the kind of the jump from that to a, bit more sort of fast paced although i can appreciate why they would do that sort of thing it just didn't really sit well with me i was quite happy to just have more of what they'd already given me um but yeah they they did change it up uh the story is is functional at best i'd say it's nothing particularly special but then it's this game was never really well for me personally anyway never really about the story i just wanted to have a resident evil game that was fun for me to play that i could sit there and actually play it and say yeah i want to play this again because that hasn't happened for a long long time so to have this kind of gameplay given to me was just it was a a welcome welcome thing really because i've been such a, a fan of um alien isolation as well that game really got under my skin and this game did a pretty good job as well. I mean, because I thought, because the only time I had to play it really was before work. So I was playing it during the daytime, which I thought might kind of take away from the, the effect of it. But actually, just despite the time of day mm-hmm. I was playing it, it still managed to really properly shit me up at some points. <laughs> to the extent where just moving around that house, any noise that would happen, I'm like, what was that? What? No, I'm stopping and I'm backing myself into a corner now so I can see everything just in case because I could just never be too careful in that game. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. I'm astounded by 
seeing all the screenshots of people going through and managing to do it in sort of two and a half hours. Um, Did you see uh, Allison's thing where she beat it in like two and a half or three hours without using the yeah, iron box? Yeah, I did see the screenshot. That she, I think it was a screenshot she posted that. That's yeah, yeah. I think she yeah. posted a video That's on insane. YouTube. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, knew, I saw that she had, she had posted yeah, something. So I need to go watch that. Too. Yeah, but I mean, <clears> I know that she's managed to do it in two and a half hours. I know that um, Steve Vayu, he's also done it in two and a half hours as well. And I did question him about it. So how the bloody hell did he do that? And apparently, if you just crank it down too easy and you run past literally everything, pick up all the integral items that you need and then just blitz it, apparently it is doable. So I'm thinking, well, it can't really be that difficult, but it's just trying to find the time to sit there and think, this is all I'm going to do for the next few hours. Um, and I just can't do that at the moment with all the other stuff I have to play. But that is something I do intend to go back and do, just because I think it'd be quite fun to do that as well. I mean, so you've got you get the trophy for I think it's under four hours or something like that. So you know you have got a little bit of leeway. You know you've got an hour and a half worth of, of leeway there if you do need it. In terms of um, if a boss gives you any particular grief, that's if your name's Cliff. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know some of us managed to do it first time <laughs> it seems like we have a yeah i'm afraid we do have that guy but <laughs> for what it's worth there were a couple of bosses that did actually give me a bit of trouble um so there's one boss later on in the game and say i don't know just over halfway or something there is one boss that did give me a good run for my money it took me about four or five attempts to do that boss so you know i'm not fantastic at everything I will freely admit that to anybody. You know, sometimes <laughs> I do have a tendency to be that guy, but not all the time. Um, so, and I imagine when Neo comes out next week, that's going to be the one that's going to be my proper sticking point. So, you know, expect some anger from me on that one because I just can't do it first time. So, you know, what goes around comes around. Um, yeah. But, that's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too keen on the, the final boss. It just, it didn't really seem to have any skill or any substance to it it would just kind of just do this and then can yeah all right cool oh game over is it right okay fine um yeah it was it was all right but all of that stuff like the final third of the game didn't really do anything to tarnish my overall opinion on it i thought that it was absolutely fantastic um to have a game as well come out and not be completely broken in this day and age as well, to be perfectly functional and not require such a substantial day one patch <laughs> was also pretty nice. More of this, please, if, if it's possible. Um, yeah, but um, that was definitely really good. And I utterly, utterly love that game. I think it's fantastic. I think the voice acting is incredible. Some of it I actually found quite funny. Um, Jack in particular, Jack Baker, I thought his voice acting was bloody stellar. Just really, I, it didn't scare me at all that bit. It just made me have a massive grin on my face, thinking this is just so cool. I like it, absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, uh, and the only other game I really wanted to talk about was one I've just. Well, real, real quick, uh, Tim, um, do you, have you been playing RE7? Got to bring it up. Do you have a history with the Resident Evil series? Uh, I played the demo, mm -hmm. and I bought. I just bought the game yesterday on my PC and installed it, but I have not turned it on yet. So, I'm really looking forward to mm -hmm. it. Really looking forward. To it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. They, hopefully you enjoy that. It's absolutely fantastic game. It really is. I've heard um, mixed things about playing it in VR. Um, it's not the kind of thing I'd want to do anyway, because I think that the the gameplay in and of itself is good enough to sort of stand up without 
the VR. Obviously, it's a you know it's the kind of thing that we all crave from VR is to be in like a sort of a horror setting. So, from what I've heard, it's it's generally pretty good. Pretty good uh, thoughts on it. I think that some people have had issues with the tracking of it, but that's just that's a, a complaint of VR in general from from what I've heard. So, um, it's not enough to make me sort of put three hundred and fifty pounds on the on a VR headset. That's for sure. But uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely love that game. Um, the only other game I wanted to talk about uh, that I've been sort of putting a bit of time into this week is a game that's actually quite quite personal to to me and my own heart. Is is Bully or Canis Canem Edit? I've been um, just dipping in and out of it this week because the first time I played that was around about the time that the main character in the game, like his age, that's around about the same age I was. So for me to be able to play a game like that. Mm-hmm. around about the same time was just it was brilliant and i really connected with the game and you know at the the time of my life that it was and what was going on in my life and because i was being bullied at school at the time as well it just kind of that game was kind of like a a catharsis for me in terms of i didn't really have the backbone back then to stand up for myself to my own bully so i could just sort of take that and put it into a game which because games have always been one of my biggest friends growing up so to have the ability to do that kind of made me feel a bit better about what was going on um and i love the i love the setting i love the uh the school and then the, when it opens up and it goes into the town i love all the uh the music it's just it's i don't know it's hard to describe it's kind of like um it's got that sort of silly immature nature to it but it's also got some real good proper sort of beats depending on what faction you're currently facing at the time and it's just it's for what it was when it was first announced because obviously rockstar are infamous for being given or the the controversial status and they're forever being sort of put in the papers and whatnot and i do remember when that game was first announced that there was going to be some serious controversy so they had to kind of reel it in a bit so that you weren't quite as bad a person as they were making you out to be it was first announced um but for how it turned out i think it's it's a stellar game and it's a game that i would just replay over and over again this is probably the sixth time i've played it now and it's i just love it i love being in that world um it's just yeah this grand theft auto for teenagers you know it's, it's fantastic i absolutely love it to bits um but that's pretty much all i've been playing um because i haven't had too much time to do so so um i shall hand it over to tim and what have you been playing good sir Oh, I've just finished up a 25-hour tempted ghost clean hands run at Dishonored 2. Uh, and, I, you know, of course, right at the end, I, I looked at my stats and saw one death. A couple of, I was like, oh, oh man. Oh, no. But then I was like, ah, gone, you know, whatever. I, 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 I'm kind of running out of patience at that point. So, so I beat the game. Uh, it was really great. It was an awesome game almost wanted to jump right back in and start another playthrough, but mm. so much other stuff to play. But yeah, Dishonored 2 is a great game. Uh, it doesn't quite, if I have to compare it to the first one, I still think mm. I prefer the first one just because it's so much more concise and kind of the storyline I feel like is just a little better. But it's mm. you know, I had a whole lot of fun with Dishonored 2. And like I said, I try to do the whole stealth. If I get seen, reload. Try not to get you know. Try not to kill anybody, and I I I enjoy that kind of play. I know not everybody likes it. A lot of people find that. I I kind of really enjoy that. You know, it's a fun you know tension to that kind of really cool new powers and abilities in that game. 
looks beautiful. So overall, I really enjoyed Dishonored 2. Yeah. That was really yeah. cool. Nice. I, I don't know that I would have... Man, if a game like if I was going through and I spent twenty five hours on like a pure stealth run and had one death at the was... end, like I would shoot the game. Like I would take my whole computer and just throw it out of a second floor. I would go somewhere that has a second floor so I could throw yeah. it out of a second floor window. It was a little like, frustrating. It would make it me. It would but I think I, I it was after they put the patch in that you can replay a level mm. and like replay mission. So I, part of me is like I'll just replay it. But then I was so close to the end. It was in the last mission. Yes, mm. there was some frustration, but I was like, I'm kind of ready for this to be. There's a little bit of fatigue setting in. Mm. I kind of just want to... that way I can pat my hands off and then. But overall, uh, it was a lot of fun. The I've never played. I you know the Dishonored One is one of my favorite games ever. Uh, mm. And I played it multiple times. But even in that game, I never I never tried a high chaos run, lethal run. Something about it, it's like, eh, it doesn't sound fun to me. So I I did start up a, a quick. Plus, Sonner two, and told myself, you know what? This time, let's let's see what the other plays like. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's a lot of fun. I didn't think it was gonna be that mm-hmm. much fun to to you know. I was like, oh, yeah, oh man, roots and all that kind of stuff. But it was it was you know, I might get back to that. I might you know, there's other stuff I want to play. But I'm thinking, I'll eventually I'll start up another run, go through mm-hmm. destroyer kind of run. So, but yeah, Dishonored two, great stuff. Uh, aside from that, uh, I had downloaded the seven demo, uh, started it up, and finally, uh, you know, I think the big part of it is is not really knowing. It's always the anticipation of something happening. So I once I got through uh, one playthrough of it, got to the ending of it. You know, I, I don't want to spoil too much about it. It's just a demo, but you know, one ending of it where you get ca- you know get caught by somebody. I was like, okay, I got caught by somebody. Now that that fear, that anticipation of getting caught is over. We played again, and it, you know it's it's it was super fun, and it finally it, you know I've, I've been eyeing the the main the whole game. I've been avoiding any spoilers about it, and kind of just seeing some some little things about it. But I decided after I played the demo, you know, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to buy this. So that's why I bought it uh, yesterday and installed it, and I'm really looking forward to jumping in because, like I said, I've, I don't know much about it. I just know a little bit about it, but from the demo, you know, just just the way it looks and how you know scary it is. I'm really looking forward to, to playing that. So that's mostly what I'm looking forward to playing mm. uh, after that. And then the only other thing I've been playing is I, I started up, uh, I, I bought The Witcher 3 a long time ago and hmm. installed it. And I've started it maybe about three or four times. Uh, started up, kind of enjoy the beginning of it. Uh, but then I eventually get to the point where I just kind of get worn worn out by the the way I see the Witcher 3 game is it's it's a lot of things that I like from a storyline or a kind of theming perspective, but it's in between a lot of gameplay that I don't really care for. You know, I, I don't really care for the combat and, and just the, the size of the world. Sometimes it's, it's daunting to, to have to get around so much. So I really like the storyline and, and the dialogue choices of Witcher 3, but I just don't really want to have to deal with all the gameplay in between. <laughs> <laughs> that game suffers from so many markers on the screen at one time. Yes. Like you actually, I enjoyed that game a lot better when I went in and like disabled the uh, points of interest stuff on the map. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise I just like it triggered something in me where I would just want to go to every exclamation point that I could find. And like, there's yeah. really no reason to do that at all. Like, unless you're just like trying to complete every single thing, mm-hmm. like all of the interesting content is really in like the quest and 
you know, even the side quests like will turn into like, neat stuff. But like, man, like that game, it can be so overwhelming. I'm, I'm like 10 hours into that game and have barely scratched it. Like, it's crazy. I keep wanting to it's go huge. back. I just haven't had time. Well, one thing I did is uh, I actually just for the heck of it decided to start up a, the standalone playthrough of Hearts of Stone, mm-hmm. the, the first mm-hmm. DLC, where it just starts you off as a leveled, you know, leveled character, and you know you're kind of just on a more focused quest. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Like this is this is what I wanted, kind of sort of that more focused narrative, less clutter about. So I'm thinking I might continue that uh, if I have some time, just because it, you know, this. A lot of the I don't understand you know know all the characters necessarily because I've never played the first two games. I don't really know a lot of the references they're making, but just the when when the game's good, it's pretty damn good. When it's just those cool little storylines about a you know talking to somebody and finding out a monster and, and doing the detective work to find out what it is and stuff. That's when I love the games. I'm almost I'm almost I've said before that I think I'd be really into like a Telltale version of The Witcher or something where it's less of that combat, more just kind of an adventure game even so that's that's when i really enjoy those games but like i said just the gameplay in between i just don't really care for as much yeah the uh the combat is probably my my least favorite thing to do like the combat is just so it's so weird i just crank that down to zero and like just now i just hit things Mm -hmm. and they just fall dead and it's like yay this is good and get me back to the stuff that i like doing (laughs) exactly where were you at on the Witcher three josh i don't remember uh i've started it about um three times i think but um yeah it's uh it's one of those things where i do i've got it installed and i've got both dlc packs but i need enough time to really actually properly sit there and say this is the only game i'm going to be playing for a long time and at the moment i just can't do it. so i'm i do intend to play it like i haven't played the first two either but i do intend to sit there and actually make a point of going through it because i've heard from so many people that it is pretty much one of the best games of all time so i know that it is one that i need to go through but that's probably about 400 plus hours and i just can't afford to give it that amount of time at the moment with my backlog and the release schedule being what it is anyway um so it's definitely one i've got on the cards for the future um what i i did play i did enjoy um, I didn't get too deep into the combat, so I couldn't really say yes or no as to whether or not I actually liked it um, because I only sort of played around with basically the tutorial sort of combat. Um, so obviously that's like very limited in terms of the combat depth. Um, yeah, so I'd have to really sit there and properly get to grips with the combat. Um, but I find that I can kind of adapt easily. So I'm hoping that maybe... Um, it's going to be not too much trouble to actually really get to grips with the combat and understand what's going on because it does look like it has serious amount of depth. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's on my cards, but just not for a long, long time at the moment. Yeah. So watch this space on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Anybody else have any games they want to talk about before we get into our our packs talk? Nope. nope. I don't believe so. No. Nothing for me. Uh, nope. No, well, in that case, Tim, this stage is yours for PAX. All right. So PAX South was, uh, it was huge. It was crazy. It was loud. It was fun. Uh, got there on uh, Friday night. Uh, just spent a little bit of time there on Friday because just getting there in San Antonio, there's it's downtown San Antonio. I don't know if you, either of y'all or EC, uh, Jeremy, if you've been to, to San Antonio or not. But it, downtown is cra- chaotic and crazy. Uh, 
tons of there's a huge mall and the river the river the river walk is there there was other other big events going on so just getting down there and getting parked was the hardest part in the first place uh so you know i got there got parked walked to the event uh got there you know about one o'clock one thirty or so and spent a few hours there just walking around and, and seeing some of the sites uh didn't really play anything that first day but uh saw lots of cool indie games being advertised and, and talked about uh got to try out a little bit of uh sam the samsung oculus vr which was the first time i've ever tried vr on anything uh uh-huh. that was pretty cool that was pretty cool it was a you know just it was a it was the kind that you hook up the samsung smartphone to mm-hmm. oh okay that's uh, what i was about yeah, to ask yeah. like what is the samsung version of that yeah, is that like a I, is that like a google cardboard thing like a helmet and then i you think put it's kind of similar to that face? it's mm. it's powered by oculus apparently as you know, according to the advertisement, but it, it uses the smartphone and, and it was pretty cool. You know, tried out a few different games. There is a game where you, you play where it's just kind of a zombie on rail shooter, uh, which you can kind of aim with the, with the headset and you just shoot zombies. Uh, there was one kind of fun game that was just kind of a, I guess more of a tech demo, but it was pretty cool, which is called, I think it was called faces of fear where it's just kind of uh you know, different, you, you wake up as a little, you know, I'm guessing a little kid in a bedroom and suddenly stuff starts stuff just moving around in the room and stuff swirling around and ghosts are popping out, kind of a haunted house kind of sort of thing. Uh, that was pretty cool, uh, some of that stuff. Uh, so I spent a little bit of time doing that. Uh, so I went, and then I ended up going, you know, come back on Saturday and, and that's when, you know, Trey had come in, come down and Jala had come down from, from Houston area mm-hmm. to, to hang out. So I spent a lot of time hanging out with them that day. Uh, Checked out some more of the games. Uh, waited in line with uh, Jala to try out the Rhyme game. Uh, it's a recently a game that was kind of it had been announced years ago uh, as something, and then they, it was it was kind of canceled, I think. And then they just recently, like last month, I think, re-announced that it was coming out again. It was there was ready to come out, I think, in, in March or May, I think, is when they were it's coming out. And that was pretty cool. Uh, it's kind of a exploratory kind of puzzle platformer game looks really beautiful kind of similar kind of looking to to something like a Ico or a shadow of the colossus but a lot more colorful mm. uh-huh. <laughs> it, it looks I mean, like i said it looks really beautiful uh, you just play as a little boy who who wakes up somewhere on a kind of island and you're you're just walking around you can you know, jump you can run uh, oh little, i remember yeah. watching this for me three yeah i know this yeah. game yeah this you looks cool as hell he's around uh and then, you, and then you just have this button that you you speak or you yell, and like so, I'm guessing that's going to have something to do with the gameplay where you solve puzzles. Where I think I went up to like a torch and I yelled, and that torch you know gets brighter or it ignites or something. And I think there's puzzle solving. So it was a it was a really beautiful game. I think it's something that's hard to demo at like a that kind of event because you only have so much time to play. So you can't really like it's. I think it's something that'll reward a you know more slower paced playing but it looked really great and so i'm really excited about about trying that out um, you know i think it's coming out on you know pc ps4 all those different platforms i think i, I should have written down the release date but uh, i think i think it's may possibly that that comes out yeah i remember seeing this trailer and like a, just a brief like like you know one of those like teaser trailers at e3 mm-hmm. and just really really digging mm-hmm. the art style and Wow, is it beautiful, Josh? If you're not watching a trailer for it, I'll, I'll throw the trailer that I just found in there. Like, if you wanted to check out the art style, it's really yeah, really beautiful, gorgeous. beautiful looking game, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not a game that I, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with it, so I'll have to uh, have to check out the trailer. But I mean, I know that uh, I've heard a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say that um, 
many games don't really demo well at sort of events mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, obviously the particular environment that you're in, you're surrounded by people, it's very loud and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So there are so many games that would benefit from a sort of at-home playthrough. But, uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I'm, so I'm definitely excited about that one. That's uh, with, with PAX, of course, and most of these conventions, everything involves waiting in line. So that was the one big game that I waited in line for a long time to play because it took, you know, 45 minutes or whatever to waiting in line to be able to play it. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, besides that, uh, spent a lot of time just, like I said, exploring a lot of, and just looking at a lot of the different indie games and seeing what's what's coming up. Uh, saw some cool stuff. Uh, let me get, see if I can get some of those pulled up here. Uh, saw a couple of cool, it seems like there's a, it's a, there's a lot of Metroidvania type games being made. There's a really cool one called Forsaken Castle that was like a Castlevania, you know, really Metroidvania type of looking game. Uh, the box art of it was really cool because it looked like a, they made it look like an old SNES box box art kind of sort of package, mm-hmm. uh, kind of 16-bit. And the main character even has a whip. Uh, you know, you're playing as this this female character who has a whip, and, she, and it looks really cool. Uh, there were there cool games that I saw. Uh, I think there was one called Sundered. That uh, is a kind of a similar Metroidvania thing, but it's kind of a like randomly generated levels Metroidvania mm-hmm. game. Really, really awesome looking art style. Kind of uh, really, you know, FPS kind of stuff doesn't usually matter, but it was a very high FPS that kind of gave the the animation that kind of you know, kind of gave the, the the gameplay kind of a weird animated movie kind of sort of vibe. How do you, do you how really do you cool. spell that? Like just uh, I think Sunder. I think it's S U N. I think it's that. Let's see, look it up. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yes, yeah. yeah here we go, Sunder. Yeah, okay. so I think that's yeah. So I think that's that one. That, that one looked pretty cool to me. Uh, kind of very. If you want to look at the video, like I said, the the animation is very kind of stylistic and kind of Art Nouveau kind of sort of look to it. I think it's made by the same people who made that game, Jotun. I think it came out a few years ago. This uh, reminds me a lot of um, uh, Guacamelee. Yeah, like, kind of, sort of, yeah. Th- yeah. This, like, really detailed, gorgeous mm-hmm. animation and, like, very, very stylized. Like, it doesn't have, like, the, like, <laughs> what what is the uh, the wrestler thing and Oh, yeah. Um, the Lucha Libre kind of... Yeah, it doesn't have, yeah, like, that Lucha fun, Libre yeah. thing yeah. around it, but it, it definitely looks really, really cool. I hope that comes, uh... And I hope that's coming for PS4. I can't remember for sure if it was what all systems it was coming out for. I didn't. I didn't take very good notes, if I had to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. As you can tell, yeah, it is coming out on Steam and PS4. Man, yeah, I okay. love. I love that PS4 is getting all of these like crazy cool indie yeah. games. Like they may get them later, but like mm-hmm. still very very cool. Most of the ones I saw, that you know, I was asking somebody what systems they were coming out on. They, they a lot of them were PS4 and, and PC, if not Xbox One too. But yeah, it, it, that's pretty awesome. That they're releasing them all for. Most of them are coming out on PS4 for sure. Uh, there was another one that looked pretty cool that was called Embers of Mirim. That mm-hmm. was a M I R R I M. That was a kind of a really cool looking adventure platform game. That's one thing that I saw about these is you know indie games have increased their kind of graphical you know the the, the qualities so much in these last few years that it's kind of the 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 least visual fidelity of indie games is kind of beating up with AAA games. I feel like it's getting easier to make these really beautiful looking games. Uh, this one, it was a kind of a similar-ish idea to the Brothers game, you know, the, the one that came out a few years ago where you, you do different brothers. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you no, control, yeah, you control different, you know, mm-hmm. each character has a different thumbstick you control with. Mm-hmm. And this one, there was these two little, like, uh, really cute, kind of weird-looking 
cat dog things uh, that kind of you can be able to combine them into one or and then control them or you can split them out and do different puzzles with them each you know separately uh, Wait, which, I, really I missed cool. I missed the name of this one what was the name uh, of the game embers of Miram uh, M I R R I M but like I said it, once again another really beautiful looking game uh, that mm. caught my eye it seems like something that would be really fun to try out uh, so there was there's other uh, indie games too but those are the ones that kind of made the biggest impact on me uh, it's things that I kind of want to try out uh, and then you know besides that a uh, whole lot of cosplayers uh, <laughs> as usual. I was going to ask because um, yeah. <laughs> like last was it last Halloween that you dressed up like a hunter and yeah. did you did you bring your, your full uh, cosplay outfit <laughs> I thought about it but I was like ah, it's going to be hot and walking around with all those people it's going to be so hot in there I decided I didn't want to do that I didn't want to become a stinky sweaty mess around a bunch of other people <laughs> <laughs> but uh like yeah there's lots of uh you know i saw a couple of solaires uh a couple oh, of, and then i and i so that was pretty cool saw uh, uh the what's it called what's her name the uh the, the doll from bloodborne she did a really good version of that costume that was really cool to see nice hmm. yeah, did you take any pictures then, uh, with anybody i took a little bit of pictures uh took one picture actually i didn't take any pictures of those people because i was still kind of getting used to the con and and, and didn't want to do that the whole like can i take a picture thing i wanted to kind of get used to it a little bit first before i started doing that mm -hmm. one picture i took was uh somebody dressed up as giant dad from Dark nice <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was pretty awesome yes I, I definitely did that is that on your twitter feed uh, i didn't put on my twitter feed i can i can upload it uh, shortly i took a picture of that let me let me find it and i can send it yeah, to we'll you just we'll include it in the show notes in yeah, case you know people sure. want to look for it so just yeah, man, link it on twitter and we'll make sure we uh we, we put it in there yeah. At first, yeah. I was like, I recognize that, but I can't quite figure out what it is. And then once he he, like, he had the armor and everything on, and and once he pulled the <laughs> mask down and the, the the dad the mask of the father down, I was like, I need. I went, hey, can I take a picture? And he did the well, what is it gesture, of course, to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that, was, that was great. <laughs> so that was Fantastic. pretty cool to see that. That's very very good. Yeah. And then uh, you know, hung out with Trey. Uh, we went to a few couple different talks. One talk that I that I enjoyed a lot was a uh, it was a talk these two guys called Geek Night. I think they do some podcasts and other things uh, where they had a talk about uh, just the talking about the mechanics of grinding in video games and kind of why we why we enjoy grinding or what grinding where it kind of came from and, and what it kind of means to games. Now that was a pretty interesting talk. Uh, it kind of brought up some things that kind of. Uh, I kind of I listened to the last week's episode of, the, of this podcast about the you know the that guy podcast talking about uh, mm. difficulty in games and, and kind of mm -hmm. being able to to Cliff was talking about liking to play games on easy mode a lot mm -hmm. of the time uh, and it kind of brought up an interesting thing that kind of made me think about games in general was talking about how you know when you grind in a game or when you you know turn down the difficulty in a game it's the whole idea is is you're you're kind of uh, taking the game and you're changing it from a game and more into an activity. Uh, sure. which is, which is, a you know, and my, it's not a bad thing. I, I've realized it kind of has some parallels with that kind of thinking. That's kind of something I'm into kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it's fun when you're, you're kind of replacing uh skill or uh, ability with a uh, with time in a lot of ways when you're doing that grinding or when you're turning down the, the difficulty, it's like, it's, it's more fun sometimes just to enjoy the game as an experience and you're kind of taking the game aspect out of it. Uh, but it was just kind of an interesting parallel when i listened to the podcast from last week when, when in that talk it was pretty cool hmm. that the concept of turning of, of games more is less of a game and more of an activity is just something that you an enjoyable thing you do to pass time kind of sort of hmm. uh, but that was an interesting talk uh hmm. and then uh yeah. so so a uh, the couple other things uh let me see what else happened 
it was a, it was a crazy weekend. A lot of stuff was a uh, was Jala dressed up? I, th- I think I saw a picture of her like all crazy dressed up, but I don't remember uh, if she was like a like, certain cosplay or. No, I think she was mostly just dressing up for fun. Uh, okay, cool. People were take, stopping and taking asking to take pictures uh, of her, like because they thought she was dressed up as a, in a costume. But she was just like, "I'm not really dressed up as anything, so <laughs> you can take a picture if you want to." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." So that was yeah. Was she wasn't really like uh, when we met her for the um, what was it? The it's not the classic gaming expo, whatever, uh, whatever the conference yeah. thing was mm-hmm. in uh, conference, whatever the convention was at uh, in Austin. Like she was, she wasn't really like dressed up, but like she was just. She wasn't dressed up as somebody. She was just dressed up kind of crazy. Yeah, and like, she just dresses really cool, really yeah. cool clothes. And... Yeah, she has a ton of pictures on her Instagram. Like, go, yeah, yeah. go find pictures. her Twitter feed, which you can find on our website, darkinside.net, because mm-hmm. I don't remember it offhand. I think it's just Jala Chan. But, uh, I think so. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Go, go, so if you want to see a bunch stuff. of pictures of all the stuff that I talked about, yeah, for, hers would be a good place to go to check all that stuff out, mm. for sure. Did um, you were you tempted on trying because I know like the switch was there like I'm sure the lines were super long because oh, you just man. look at the lines and go like nope I'll just play it exactly. later that's pretty mm-hmm. much it uh, there was a huge Nintendo section for that uh, and the lines wrapped around multiple times and I was like ah, mm. do I want to spend you know the half the entire day waiting to play this for a few for a few minutes or do I want to do other stuff and so I ended up not doing waiting for that but it looked really cool uh, they had you know had some some people you know they just had like cases showing off the the, the joy control what are they called joy cons yeah the joy cons joy cons it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird I know. thing to say makes yeah. me roll my eyes every time i say it <laughs> seriously yeah. yeah so i got to kind of just see it from you know from a room just see how the controllers and everything looked so but i didn't get to try any of it and i'm sure it's something that uh i'll probably get one eventually um of course because the new zelda's coming out and i have to play that uh, but I just don't know when because, of course, they're they're sold out. Nintendo consoles are always a pain to get, you know, the first few months. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that. But it looked really great. Uh, there was a there was a really cool looking RE7. I think it was like a haunted house booth, mm-hmm. big big thing that I kind of wanted to try try and check out. But that also you had to get there really early and, and get a you know get a ticket for it to be able to get in. And they ended it halfway through the day, so that was kind of a bummer that I missed that. Hmm. Uh, lots of cool looking things though. Uh, there was a this one guy who was selling handmade hats that from all different kinds. Of, most of them were kind of just kind of generic, more steampunk looking hats, or just kind of you know various kind of you know, bowlers or, or things with goggles on them. But he had made uh, you know very very lo- you know cool looking Bloodborne hunter hats. And he basically mm. said outright that these these are, I made these because of this game, uh, and they were you know like I said handmade, hand painted, hand stitched, and everything. And oh, I almost man. bought one. Uh, I was like I was so close to buying one. I was like, so how much do these run? It's two hundred seventy five dollars. I'm like, oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, so I almost spent two hundred seventy five dollars on a on an awesome looking Bloodborne hat, but then decided, mm. yeah, I don't think I want to mm. do that. So, I don't say this very often, but core blimey. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But there, it was, yeah. it was, you know, those it would have been pretty cool to have that to sit mm. on the shelf and not use it for. But still, maybe, maybe I'll mm. make a costume out of it one day. But that that was something I almost spent money on. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. I mean, so I'm going to be in that position later in the year because I'm going to London Comic Con this year, mm. and it's the first time I'll have ever actually been to a big sort of convention like that. So I've been saying to all the guys that I'm going with recently that. I'm quite willing to actually give up food and drink if there's something that I know I really want. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, 
I can go without eating for a day or two. That doesn't really bother me. If it means I get just a few extra pounds just to put towards something, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. So, yeah. Well, yeah I almost uh, did. I was, I was so close to getting that, and I decided, ah. Have you been to a show like that before, Josh? No. No, so then Comic-Con has always been, it's on my bucket list of things to do. Um, and then in terms of conventions, we get conventions over here, but most of the conventions don't tend to interest me. It's either really Comic-Con or sometimes tattoo conventions that I, I'm quite yeah. interested in. So, um, yeah, so it's generally just those two things. And I've never really had the the money to be able to do it. But this year I thought, no, I want to actually do it this year. Yeah, even if I just do it once, just to say I've been to a Comic Con. Obviously, the ultimate dream would be to San Diego Comic Con, but um, for the time being, London is the biggest one that we have in the country. So if I can do that, um, then I'll just be quite happy with that because they, they apparently do like a sort of a retro game section there anyway. So I get oh, my cool. my game fix as well, and then I get all my comics and my my figurines and and whatnot. So I'm just it's basically gonna be two days of me just screaming my head off <laughs> pretty much. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's in uh late July. So yeah. Oh that's gonna be yeah. awesome. That's gonna be your good Yeah, I can't, be, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've already I've already paid for my ticket and whatnot because there's one guy at work who's who's arranged it all and he split all the costs between the four of us and I just went out to him on Monday morning and said just take my money now. So that's it all paid for. Just all I gotta do now is save up uh, just spending money so, so i'm all in on this one so yeah great looking forward to that are you going to try to meet up with uh, anybody down there i might do because it's in london if uh, if cliff can actually come along um even if it's just for a beer or two i wouldn't mind meeting up with cliff yeah so yeah that'd be pretty good i don't but, know uh, um, I, don't... I don't know how many listeners we have in london but like if like no, anybody's sure. at the london comic-con just look for the the morbidest beard you can see and you can <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably take the podcast t-shirt so i can just wear the advertised t-shirt there you go and whatnot yeah nice yeah so um yeah but uh i shall report back from that after i've been but yeah looking forward to it anyway yeah sorry carry on no tim problem. um yeah. like was what like how was the like the crowd and everything was it was it pretty easy to move through there like i've been in san antonio and i've been on like that river walk and it's like really cool but like was it just the convention itself just super crowded or was there enough space for everything it got pretty crowded at times. It got it got to be a, a sea of people. But Friday wasn't so bad, mm. but then Saturday was 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 crazy. It was chaos. Uh, so mm -hmm. it was a little bit of that kind of you know having to hold on to the back of each other's pants, kind of sort of to get through crowds and not lose each other, kind of sort of feeling mm -hmm. sometimes. Oh, okay. But uh, and yeah. just the just the amount of lines, it was hard to tell if you were accidentally waiting in line sometimes. And oh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut in place. Uh, kind of sort of mm -hmm. feeling and. Uh, it was, it was, there was, it was a lot of people. So that's the one thing I didn't quite expect. I went a little bit last year for just like a, I ended up getting a pass last year for a day and I didn't really know what to expect. So I was only there for, for a couple of hours that first day uh, last year, just to kind of get a feel for it. So I was a little more ready for it this year, just to see the amount of people, but for sure it was, it was packed. Uh, and then also on Sunday, uh, because, uh, my friend, uh, bought us some some tickets. The Royal Rumble for for mm -hmm. wrestling was also occurring in Saturday uh, in San Antonio, literally across the street from PAX. That's that same Sunday. Were there so any we, like turf wars between like the gamers and the wrestling fans? There might have been. I don't know. We, <laughs> like I'm just picturing like a. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, what was the uh, the Warriors? Like, I'm picturing like a Warriors, like a bunch oh, of dressed yes. up dudes, oh, and like, yeah. right, like wrestling <laughs> yeah, gear, yes. versus like the guy with the uh, Dishonored T-shirt on the other side, like Absolutely. all snapping at each other, <laughs> like it was West Side Story. <laughs> I, I missed that. If it happened, I missed it. But it was it was interesting being there on Sunday afternoon and seeing 
a very strange mixture of different kinds of nerds, uh, for sure. Different, different. <laughs> you could tell, you could tell where they came from because you know the the PAX people had their little PAX badge, and all the wrestling fans, of course, had a wrestling shirt on or, or something. So it was, mm-hmm. it was just that made it. Sunday was insane. Just we, my friends and I went there to try and get some some lunch, and every restaurant I went to was you know an hour long, hour and a half long wait to get in any food at all. So downtown San Antonio was insane with yeah. wrestling and PAX and. And all kinds of stuff so yeah so that was that was definitely a crazy fun wild loud weekend for sure mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun so i'm definitely looking forward to going next next year again i was uh, i would that was gonna be my next question if you yeah, were gonna plan sure. on coming back mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah jala i know jala is planning on coming back trey i think trey said he's definitely planning on coming back so looking to hang out with them some more and, uh, and yeah we need to do a um like an unofficial duck feed meetup because there's there's so many people from you know on the like duck feed slack and that listen mm-hmm. to those shows that that are in that general area so mm-hmm. lots of folks from yeah. austin and, and, and san antonio yeah. and houston for sure be, you know texas is big but it's it's still in the same state so we can we can all get drive together and meet up somewhere san antonio awesome. is like nine hours away from me i think so i'd probably just try oh. to like hop a flight over there i think i don't yeah, know I don't how to drive. yeah yeah <laughs> I drove to uh, New Orleans last year in September, and I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And how oh, does a drive? I don't really feel like making it again anytime soon. It's pretty miserable. <laughs> I've done yeah. New Orleans to um, LA twice oh, and back man. twice. Wow. And I've done New Orleans to Boston uh, once. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> Josh, if you, uh, if, you, if you think you hate driving, try doing it for like 23 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like That's, before podcast like before i was listening to podcasts so i just had like oh. a binder of cds i was listening to yeah it makes me glad i don't drive i'm happy to just walk everywhere oh man i would love i would love to live in a city like there's very few cities in america that are like really geared for just walking around and like living mm-hmm. without a car and it sucks so mm-hmm. bad i wish i could be without a car for the rest of my life yeah and how yeah yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying my best to just keep my car my carbon footprint as low as I can. So, exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So until it's absolutely necessary, I'm not driving anywhere. So. Did um anything else from PAX? Uh, I can't think of anything else right now. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of stuff, uh, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Uh, and I just want to say, like, sorry, like I, this this show is going to be a little shorter. We we had another guest booked, and it was just like technical issues didn't work it out, yeah. which is no pro- no no fault on his side at all. Like, it's oh, no, really no, no, nobody's fault. Um, so Trey, don't feel bad if you're listening, but yeah, we the show is going to be a little shorter. He he had some stuff he wanted to talk about um, that he had done at PAX. Like he he actually stood in line for the Nintendo Switch apparently and played some of that. So, um, but that's okay. We'll do that at another time. Um, mm. Josh, you have a little bit of a, a wrap up on the some listener feedback, I think. Um, yeah, so the, uh, somebody got in contact with us this week via the Facebook page, which Phil. I couldn't personally... Yes, Phil, Phil McDowell uh, got in contact with us on the Facebook page, which I couldn't personally view because I don't have Facebook. Um, so I just wanted... Phil, if you're listening, I just wanted to let you know that screenshot was taken of that feedback, uh, which is basically just um, confirmation of him saying that he, he's really up for the idea of me doing a sort of a, a Demon Souls uh, playthrough slash sort of report via the show. And everything so i just wanted to let phil know that i have actually seen and acknowledge a message so thank you very much for the feedback and it's been a unanimous positive feedback um in just in general so uh yeah just wanted to let you know that you know that message didn't go unread by me so i have seen it um despite not having facebook so thank you for the the feedback and to just let you know that i'm glad that you're on board with it and um yeah just watch this space i've got to get a load of games out of the way first but hopefully 
sort of, I don't know, sort of about mid this year. Um, I can make a start on that. So yeah, just I'll let you know well in advance when when I'm going to do it. So yeah, but just wanted to let you know for that. Um, I think we're pretty much all. Are we all covered? I don't really think there's anything else I want to cover. I don't know about you two chaps. Tim? Um, no, I'm pretty good. Doing good. Awesome. No, yeah, I'm good, Josh. Yeah, close yeah we're all good to wrap up. Yeah. All right, then. Well, um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Um, thank you to Tim for joining us today. Very big thank you for Tim. Thank you very yeah. much, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for having me on. Yeah, and well, it's been, been a pleasure to talk to you, considering we've never spoken before. So <laughs> yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, plug, your, uh, um, plug your plug your Twitter feed now and anywhere yes, else that do. you might I was do. just sure, about yeah. to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a I have a Twitter. It's a uh, Frothy Ham F R O T H Y H A M. Don't ask about the name. I don't really have a good story behind it. <laughs> it sounds so gross. Every time I see I it, know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not on there a whole lot these days, just because you know it's it's every time I go on there, it's something something terrible is going on, and I'm like, okay, it's really good again. But I'll be there sometimes, uh, replying some things and posting some stuff. So. That's pretty much it. And I'm, I'm always on the duck feed slack for anybody who's on there. I've spent a lot of time on there hanging around. So that's where you can find mm. me. Lovely. And um, Jeremy, where can people find you on the internet? Um, everywhere. Literally. Yes. Every- no. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can find me at JG Greer on Twitter. Um, I want to throw a quick plug to our boy, Patty Stardust. If uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I can't imagine the person that's listening to this that doesn't already know this, but I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to want to throw this plug his way. He started a series of videos called uh, "Patty Does a One Bro." I mm-hmm. think I may have mentioned this on the last episode, but mm-hmm. just in case I didn't, I'm just going to mention it again. Like he's doing like a Soul Level One playthrough, and in, um, he's answering questions while he does it from like people. So send him questions, and he'll answer them. Uh, I sent in like way too deep of a question, so I. I yeah, I, I think I overdid it a little bit, <laughs> uh, but the episodes are really fun. It's really like if you like Patty from Twenty Humanities, it's him just kind of like off the top of his dome talking and then getting ruthlessly killed by Ornstein and Smo or getting knocked off by the Orlando archers. So yeah, go check that out. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, you Josh, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Morbid Beard. Um, if you go there, you can find uh, my sort of my PSN and my Xbox thing, so you can add me on there if you want. Not that the Xbox tends to get turned on nowadays, but um, yeah, but you can add me on there as well if you want. Um, so yeah, just want to say thanks everyone to listening once again. Um, if you like the show, please um, like and you know subscribe and on iTunes or any sort of podcast app that you use. And if you could give us like a, a rating and a review, that would be absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the show on darkinsight.net as well. Um, uh, because I know that we actually, I think our, our listener base is, is getting there. It's picking up a lot of steam now. So it's it's really good to know that people like what we do and people are you know, on board with us. And yeah, just if you like us, please um, share with your friends, anybody, anybody at work or whatever. Just just share, share the love. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. And I shall uh, sign off with this one and just say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. a lot
life entwined in one string. A pauper advisor, shielding future king. The bonds of brotherhood supersede any status. And in the end, it's not about the fiscal leaving baddest. From the start, it's never been about who's the strongest. We're all just shadows and dust, to be honest. And where one is weak, the others are strong. And where one fails, the other writes his wrong. Prompto, lonesome when he was younger, would transfer his issues into his hunger. But it would be chance and a tender heart that he tended to a hurt puppy doing his part. The pup belonged to the Oracle Luna Freya. A little poor boy became a regal hound savior. And on behalf of Luna, she had a request that Prompto would become friends with Noctis. Which is easier said than it is done, especially when the kid is the king's son. Makes it harder because of where he's from. And he's clumsy, which is perceived like he's dumb. In a chance encounter, which was one of a kind, Prompto decided to make up his mind. Worked hard and became a brand new him. And in high school, finally became Knox's best friend. Ignis would be raised alongside the prince. Her mind moved by logic and evidence. He'd be instilled with an intensive education. Advisor to the prince, ready for any occasion. With one of the calm misdemeanors, the perfect assistant toward the kingdom future leader. Making calculations that are always correct and doesn't mind when Knox calls him Ignis would never complain about his job, even when Noctis would live like a slob. His school apartment, yeah, thrashed as usual, finding socks in the sink right next to some noodles. But Iggy is the type of dude that likes things tidy, and Noctis is a part of that dorm room society. And when everything is cleaned up, put away, Noctis is ready for the new recipe of the day. Way back when Gladio didn't like Noct, thought he was a brat and a little snot. But as a shell for the young prince, training sessions felt like tiny prison stints but a shell's gotta do what a shell's gotta do even if it means training the royal fool but the prince is smarter than he thought especially when he saves his sister from a tough spot heroes would go missing after chasing a cat and it would be knocked that would go and bring it back not only that he would take the rap so gladio's wrist yeah they didn't get slapped he was thrown off by the prince's deeds couldn't believe that knock would intercede a new respect was formed from that moment a brotherly bond and gladio strives to show it knock this would be the glue to bring them all together and join them on this brand new endeavor a band of merry misfits dressed in black and making noise all over the map brotherhood of the traveling tough guys armed with cameras camping gear and cooking knives but the bond's force will not be broken even if prompto is the butt of everyone's joking four watts of life entwining one string a popper advisor shield of future king the bronze of brotherhood supersede any status and in the end it's not about who's fiscally the baddest from the start it's never been about who's the strongest we're all just shadows and dust to be honest and where one is weak the others are strong and where one fails the others right his wrongs Yeah, I'm out here. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Hey guys, what's up? Working this is easy. <laughs> can you can you hear us at all, Trey? Yeah. But you're man, you sound like weird. you're underwater or something. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I said I'll just okay, let's try. Is uh <laughs> This week our guest is a uh, robot sheriff battlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it like utter garbage? Yes, yeah. <laughs> utter garbage is a good one. Good. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll switch the server. I, I don't think it'll make a difference, but we'll just try to like reset your connection real quick. It's just one issue. <laughs>